the Gentile and even the church has to guard the peace. Then we have put off and put on. Put off the old man and his old ways. Put off lying. Put off stealing. Put off anger. Put off corrupt communication. Put off sexual immorality. Put off coarse language and crude jesting. And put on all the goodness, righteousness, and truth. And then walking in light, walking circumspectly. This is, this is the layout of the book of Ephesians. True. So, this being the layout of the book of Ephesians, if you look backwards, you'll find the whole armor of God. The belt of truth. If you want to apply the belt of truth, we need to be walking circumspectly. The word circumspect, akrobos in the Greek, it means to walk exactly. You don't, like an acrobat on a tight wire, they're not just running around anywhere they want, going left and right. No, they're staying right on the... Seems like my microphone's cutting off. Does that bother you all? I can stay up here. I'll just stay up here. All right. Um, an acrobat. What, an acrobat on a tight wire has to stay right there. True? Um, walk carefully. Every choice, be intentional about. You don't drift into godliness. You don't drift into witnessing. You don't drift into a life that pleases Christ. It's going to be intentional. There's going to be 20 evil choices to one good choice. And the good choice is usually the hard one that goes against the world. I mean, it will go against the world. But we've got to make those choices. That is part of the life of Christ. Walking circumspectly, being filled with the Spirit. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. All of that. That's the belt of truth. Breastplate of righteousness, that is practiced righteousness. Not the righteousness we receive through faith as a believer. That is positional. But this is day-by-day sanctification. If you're living in sin, you are living your life wide open to the devil. He is going to have control over your intellect, your emotion, and your will. And you will be weak. And you will fall into sin at the slightest push. But like a night like tonight, I bet any temptation I were to place in front of you right now. Let's say the devil over in the Middle East. Some of his demons have come and said, Hey, what, look at what's going on at Faith Baptist in Hermantown tonight. They're remembering the Lord's death. They're singing songs of the cross. They're looking at the gospel. They're studying the cross right now. Satan would say, leave them alone. There's no temptation we could set before them right now that they would succumb to. Why? Because you are in the Word, you're meditating on Christ, you're thinking about the richness of your salvation. You have no, you have no desire for, the, for sin, right? But 24 hours from now, or an hour from now, or five days from now, anything that Satan puts before you, could, you could be throwing that breastplate of righteousness off and you are leaving yourself as a spiritual casualty. Well, then we also have the feet shot of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Right, And we, we need to maintain our ground and remember that we have peace with God because our sin has been paid in full, but also peace in our relationships with one another. So if there's anything that you're not at peace with with one another, as much as depends upon you, make peace with one another. And now let's talk about the shield of faith. Look at what God's Word says in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, we've talked about that, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, Above all, so this is it, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all, notice the word all, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All right, so this is kind of like a absolute um, a guarantee. 
We will be able to quench all of the fiery darts. Well, what was the shield of faith? The shield would would have been about a two foot by four foot piece of wood. It would have been overlaid with leather or many pieces of leather that probably would have been soaked in water. They would have gone and soaked them in water before a battle so that if a fiery dart did come and it embedded in the leather, um, the, the wet leather would have snuffed out and extinguished the flame. But a two foot by four foot shield would have been big enough that when you needed to, you could crouch behind it and have complete protection. Not only that, but it was big enough and it had hooks on the side that when you were with your unit, which you always were in battle, you could connect your shields together and all of the shields would make like an impenetrable shell, like a tortoise shell. They called it the tortoise movement. And any number of arrows and spears that came upon you would be completely shielded through everybody's shield going up at once. And so, listen, if anybody in our church lacks faith, or doesn't, doesn't walk by faith, um, you're, you were leaving a hole in the big shell and, and Satan's fiery darts will get in. They, they just will. So let's talk about what, is, what does it mean to have faith. faith. Faith is acting in obedience to God's word. So it's action. Faith is not just simply believing something. That's belief. Faith is acting on or being obedient to God's word. Listen, even when you do not know how the outcome will be, that is faith. If you only operate when you know what the outcome is, that is not faith. That is man's wisdom. I can put two and two together and figure out what's going to happen. That's not, that's not faith. Faith is trusting God's word, but action. It is acting in obedience to God word, God's word, regardless of what the outcome will be. All right? That is what true faith is. And that is the kind of faith that the devil hates, and it is the kind that puts up a barrier that whatever Satan throws our way will be, will be uh, extinguished. Let me give you a couple examples. The first one I can think of is Rahab. Do you remember back in the book of Joshua? Rahab. Rahab hides the spies, and there's a deal made. The, the spies say, this city Jericho is going to fall. But Rahab, whoever you bring into your house, fathers, your father, brothers, sisters, whoever is in your house when we attack will be safe. All right, interesting. The entire city is going to be leveled except one house. That probably was built between the walls, the two walls of Jericho. And if I, I've been there many times, and we may be going there in October if it's safe. But we'll go and visit the ruins of Jericho. And there, it's not there anymore, of course, Rahab's house. But that is the only thing that was standing. But Rahab didn't know that. Rahab, only could, Rahab could only respond to God's word with faith, with action. So she has a limited time. What does she have? Just a few days, she has to talk to her father, she has to talk to her brothers, and somehow convince them, okay, the Israelites are going to attack. They are going to come through our city and kill everybody and destroy everything, but if you come into my house and you stay in my house, you will be safe. This is what the God of Israel says. How do you, how do you Rahab, talk to your unsaved father and tell him to uh, stop what he's doing, stop his business, stop all things that he's doing, and get into your house. And stay there for who knows how long until the Israelites come, the walls fall down, and everybody inside the house is spared. That is a huge task. Now, if Rahab had, did not have a shield of faith, she would have thought, well, there's no way that this will ever happen. There's just no way. So we might as well not even bother. And everybody would have died. 
she would have been caught outside of her house and she would have died, true? But because she believed God's word, she took action, not even knowing the outcome, except what God said, um, she followed through. What about Shadrach, Meshach? No, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. They're Hebrew names of the three men in Babylon. Remember the story of the fiery furnace? They know that there's a fiery furnace, and if they do not bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's statue upon the sound of the music, they will be cast into a fiery furnace. Do they think they're going to survive that fiery furnace? Yes or no? They do not think, they believe they are going to die. They say God could rescue us from that fiery furnace, but if not, they don't have any idea, they said in Daniel 3, but if not, O king, he will rescue us from you. They had no idea that they would survive a fiery furnace and we would have children's stories in Sunday school about it. But they took action. Satan was throwing all these fiery darts. You've got to bow down with everybody else. Everybody else is bowing down. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, you've got to bow down too. If you don't bow down, you're going to look out of source. People are going to make fun of you. They're going to call you a Jehovah follower. and You don't want that. You want to blend in and fit in and the world has to like you. And You, you better not. Because besides, do you know how hot that fire is? That fire is you're going to burn. You're going to cry. It's going to be painful. You're not going to want that. They step out. They act in faith. And look at what God does. A mighty deliverance. What about Daniel? Daniel's in his mid-80s in chapter 6. He's maybe an 83, 84, 85-year-old. He's been faithful and consistent all of those years. And King Darius says, no, he sets a decree, no man can pray to any other god for 30 days, because you remember he was bribed or convinced by that by the other elders, the other magistrates, um, will be cast into a den of lions. Now Daniel's got a choice. He could disobey God's word, uh, or... He could act by faith, which is action. He could act by faith in obedience to what he knows, regardless of the outcome. He, has to, he just has to trust the Lord for it. Does Daniel think he's going to survive the lion's den? No. That's, that doesn't normally happen. You normally get tossed into the lion's den and you get eaten up before you get to the bottom. They're hungry lions. But Daniel trusts the Lord. He steps out in faith. Isn't that pretty phenomenal? Take your Bibles, go, to me, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Because we're moving into the book of Judges, and that's where my life has been consumed lately. Um, believe it or not, the Gospels in the book of Judges all over the place. Hebrews 11. Look at this. Verse 32. Hebrews 11, verse 32. And what more shall I say, the writer to the Hebrews says? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. That's a great thing, everybody, isn't it? You, you, you have a shield of faith and you subdue kingdoms. You work righteousness. You obtain promises. You stop the mouths of lions. Those are phenomenal things. You quench the violence of fire like Shadrach, or like Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael? Absolutely. These are fantastic things. You escape the edge of the sword? Who doesn't want a faith like that? That's a shield of faith I'll carry any day of my life. They became valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Those are awesome things, everybody, with a shield of faith. But can I tell you this? With the same shield of faith... Look at the middle of verse 35. Others were tortured. All right, so they weren't spared. They were tortured. 
Sometimes that's God's plan when we step out in faith. You see, faith is acting in obedience to God's word regardless of the outcome. Regardless of whether the outcome is positive or not, if you are acting in obedience to God's word, you will extinguish the devil's fiery darts, all of them. But you've got to act on what God's word says. You cannot negotiate, you cannot compromise, you cannot ignore. You've got to live it out. You've got to act it out. So others were tortured, not accepting the deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings. Hey, they didn't get out of their trial of mockings. And scourgings, they didn't get out of the scourgings. They were still walking by faith, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted. Hey, you know what? Walking by faith, holding a shield of faith, does not mean you will not be tempted. It does mean this, you won't give in to the temptation. All right, 1 Corinthians 10.13, right? All things are common to man, right? No man has been tempted apart from what we have, everybody has experienced. But God has made a way of escape that we may be able to bear the temptation. What is the way of escape? You need to go to the next verse, 1 Corinthians 10.14. says what? Therefore, flee from idolatry. You see, we have, we have idols in our life. We have things that we love that are created, that have become so ultimate, they have actually taken the love and devotion of Jesus Christ. We have replaced our love for Christ with a love for something else, and that has become an idol. And so when we're tempted, we follow the idol. But a man or woman who walks in faith, they're tempted, but they, but they refuse to give in to that idol. They refuse to give in to that temptation. It goes on. We're slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of, of whom the world was not worthy. See, God has a whole different perspective on that, doesn't he? So the shield of faith. Faith is what you say you believe in action. So I say that I believe a certain truth about the Bible, about my Christian life, then I've got to act that way in front of my school students. Or Do you think my public school students see, could see hypocrisy? You guys, they can spot hypocrisy in an attitude. They don't need me to even say anything. They're testing me all the time at school. They're watching me. They watch everything I say. They watch what I do. They're trying to find some fault so that they could discredit Christianity. And it would not take much in their eyes to discredit Christianity. You know, that is why I need to walk with my shield of faith. I need to be able to extinguish Satan's fiery darts by walking by faith, um, by obeying God's word regardless of the outcome. And as you know, our church has had to take some strong stands on Scripture that have caused many to leave. Many have left saying, we don't want that, we don't believe that, we want that stand in Scripture. I have sat with people and counseled them and said, this is what God's Word said, this is what you must do. And they say, but we don't, I don't want that. Well, then, you, then your marriage can never be repaired. You can never get over your idolatry. This is what God's Word says. This is, we have to go by this. This is walking by faith. Faith is action in accordance with what God has asked you to do. So it's an obedience to God's Word, but then faith is also fulfilling what God has asked us to do. You know what he's asked us to do as believers? Gather together as an assembly and exercise our spiritual gifts for the benefit of others. So we all have spiritual gifts. They only come to life when we're using them in each other's lives. 
So my ministry, you know, of course I'm a pastor, so that's a function, but I, I also have spiritual gifts. If I have a spiritual gift of mercy, I could sit home all day and never exercise the gift of mercy. Little Theo the dog might feel compassionate, but like getting my compassion, but it's actually not benefiting the body of Christ. And so it's exciting. So faith is actually saying, hey, here's what God has asked me to do. Now I need to go and do it. Right? Okay, you know what the opposite of faith is real quick. What's the opposite of faith? It is fear. Because fear paralyzes and puts us in inaction. In you know what? Can I be very... You guys know this. I mean, most of you have known me for 25 years. Some less than that, but most of you know me quite well. Um, I am terrified of people. I care way too much about what people think. I am terrified by people. I'm a people pleaser. My nature is I want everybody to be happy and godly and no conflicts. And that is not life and it is not ministry, but that is what I want. And it's, it's a detriment. It's, an, it's not a good thing. It is not a good thing to be a people pleaser. But, um, but faith, the opposite of faith is fear. Fear of people. If you fear people, if you fear people, what people will think, what they will say, or what they will do, you are literally throwing your shield of faith down and saying, I'm paralyzed. I'm, I'm inactive. And if you're inactive and your shield is down, those fiery darts will come anyways. They are going to come no matter what. You all agree? There are fiery darts aimed at your lives this week. They're coming. They will be here. Some are in the air right now, and they are going to find either a home in the shield or a home in your heart. It's just the way it is. You guys, this is real life. This is real warfare going on out here. And fear paralyzes us and we don't take action. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to do some strong things and I am paralyzed with fear inside. But I act, I have to act in obedience to God's word. And the next thing you know, I'm like, wow, I'm protected behind the shield of God. This is the shield of God that is protecting me. Praise God. So awesome. You guys know the mathematics behind this. One horse pulls how many tons? One horse can maybe pull two tons. And I'm just read, I've just read this. What can two horses pull? 22 tons. I know, pretty amazing. If the mathematics is right. Well, can you imagine the whole church walking by faith? I mean, you've got Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, three out of how many thousands of Jewish people up in Babylon? Yeah, only three out of that many. But still, they made quite a mark in the Old Testament. Can you imagine if a little group of 80 people or 60 people here tonight? Can you imagine if all of us step out walking by faith, side by side, shields interlocked, and Satan tries to do some damage? He has no ability. He has no ability whatsoever. Do you know what this little church can do to impact the world? We have 13 missionaries right now serving around the world. We've got uh, Brother Shokat in Pakistan. Do you know what's going on over there? Just even when I was over there, just to see the Spirit of God working and people, Muslims coming to Christ, Hindus coming to Christ. You guys, this church, for just small, faithful men and women in the Bible, holding the shield of faith, stepping out, acting in obedience to God's Word, can do tremendous things worldwide. But in our own community, too. Have we not seen one of the greatest years ever of faith? The last, what, last 16 months, 18 months, have been phenomenal. Praise God. And it's not us. It's not me. It certainly is not me. But it is, it is, the, it is God's word. It is our response to God's word. And then God's promise to allow the Holy Spirit to use this body of believers. It's a rich thing. It's a great thing. 
And then finally, we don't need, this is where I'll end, don't get confused. I've heard many people say this, and I want to correct them. We don't need bigger faith. Like, you don't need a greater amount of faith. It's like, oh, I really, 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 really believe, and I really, really, really will act on this. It's not like we need to try harder or that we need to have a bigger faith. Do you know what we need to do? We need to know the object of our faith better. And the object of our faith is a big, big God. A huge God. The more we know our God, the more confidence we have. Right? Um, You guys don't know the manufacturer of these. Do you guys know the American Share Company? Anybody here do any in-depth analysis of the physics and the metals used for the American Share Company? Because you're sitting in an American Share Company product. So you have almost no knowledge of this company. You have no idea who made your chair. And yet, with great confidence, you trusted the object of your faith. Can you imagine if you knew more details about the metal and the fabric and the cushion and the wood and the screws that hold your chair together? You'd be jumping on these things. I'd be telling you, stop it. Stop, you know, because the greater you know the object of your faith, the more confidence you have with it. And see, the problem is, us in the church, so many people don't know the God of the Bible. We have a God that we think we know, but we don't have the God of the Bible. And we, the more we know Jesus Christ as revealed through the Word of God, the more confidence we have, the less temptation the less the world would have an attraction to us because we see how awesome and great God is, how, how he, Jesus Christ really is. It's a great thing. So it's not a matter of having a bigger amount of faith. It is having faith in really knowing the object of your faith better, which is the whole purpose of gathering like this. Okay, as I've said this a thousand times, I've spent hours every week, way, way more hours in Judges now. But listen, we are going to find in the book of Judges... You guys, whatever you know about God right now, I think you are going to get to know him so much better through the book of Judges. Really. There's facets of his character and his ability that you are going to see in Judges, and you're going to stand back and say, wow, I never knew that was in there. So read the book of Judges, as painful as it might be with all those details and who did this and where did they live and where did they come from and what battle is this and who are they fighting and why are they doing this and when was this? Apart from all of that, you are going to see our mighty God doing some fantastic things on behalf of his children. And I think because of that, your faith will grow. We're going to respond in obedience to the, to the gospel, and God is going to save people and build people up in the faith. It's going to be great. It's going to, 2019 is going to be phenomenal. I really believe. Phenomenal. Let's pray. And as I pray, I'd like the deacons to come and we'll just uh, have them sit in the front row so they're ready to hand out the elements. And then we'll remember the, the Lord's death. Father, thank you for this short study in Ephesians tonight on the, the um, shield of faith. Uh, I just think of Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, how we were dead in trespasses and sins, and yet by faith we have been made alive and seated with Christ in the heavenlies. By grace we have been saved through faith. Oh, those are such great truths. You require nothing of us except humble faith, just trusting Jesus' death and resurrection for our sins. We just, even the the time spending, thinking about the cross and and the penalty, the payment of sin that was made for us, we just fall on our face and worship. Um... Thank you, Jesus. Listen, Father, there's no amount, there's nothing we can do to even repay such a, te- such a, a thing done on our behalf, but we give our lives, we give our strength, we give our best to you. 
we want men and women, boys and girls all over this area to know Christ and to love Him, to serve Him. And um, He is so worthy. Oh, Father, He is so worthy. Thank you, Father, for this whole aspect of faith being a shield against the fiery darts of the devil. And I pray for the men and women and the young people here this evening that their faith would be strong. Their faith in Jesus Christ would be an acting, living faith where they will obey your word regardless of the consequences. Help us be wise and discerning about your word. But when the word is clear and speaks truth to us, Father, I pray that we would obey it. And then as a result, Satan would have no victory over us. He'd have no way to get to our heart. He couldn't mess with our intellect. He couldn't mess with our, our emotions or our will. Oh, you are so good, Father, to teach us these things and give us these things in the book of Ephesians. Thank you, thank you. And I pray that you will bless and guard and keep and protect the church this week. For Jesus' glory, amen.